0: So we begin Bible in a Year week 42 at day 288 and we continue through Matthew, Mark and Luke. We haven't and we won't read any of John today but we begin at Luke chapter 8 verse 26 to 39. Then they sailed to the region of the Gerasenes which is opposite Galilee. When he got out on land a demon possessed man from the town met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes and did not stay in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and said in a loud voice, What do you have to do with me, Jesus, you son of the Most High God? I beg you, don't torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him, and although he was guarded, bound by chains and shackles, he would snap the restraints and be driven by the demon into deserted places. What is your name? Jesus asked him. Legion, he said, because many demons had entered him, and they begged him not to banish them to the abyss. A large herd of pigs was there feeding on the hillside. The demons begged him to permit them to enter the pigs, and he gave them permission. The demons came out of the man and entered the pigs and the herd, rushed down the steep bank into the lake, and drowned. When the men who tended them saw what had happened, they ran off and reported it in the town and in the countryside. Then people went out to see what had happened. They came to Jesus and found the man the demons had departed from sitting at Jesus' feet, dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Meanwhile, the eyewitnesses reported to them how the demon-possessed man was delivered. Then all the people of the Gerasene region asked him to leave them because they were gripped by great fear. So getting into the boat, he returned. The man from whom the demons had departed kept begging him to be with him, but he sent him away and said, Go back to your home and tell all that God has done for you. And off he went, proclaiming throughout the town all that Jesus had done for him. Then we read Matthew chapter 9, verse 18 to 22. As he was telling them these things, suddenly one of the leaders came and knelt down before him, saying, My daughter is near death, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. So Jesus and his disciples got up and followed him. Just then a woman who had suffered from bleeding for twelve years approached from behind and touched the tassel on his robe. For she said to herself, If I can touch his robe, I'll be made well. But Jesus turned and saw her. Have courage, daughter, he said. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that moment. And the same in Mark chapter 5, verse 21 to 34. When Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the sea. One of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet and kept begging him, My little daughter is at death's door, come and lay your hands on her so that she can get well and live. So Jesus went with him, and a large crowd was following and pressing against him. A woman suffering from bleeding for twelve years had endured much under many doctors. She had spent everything she had and was not helped at all. On the contrary, she became worse. Having heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his robe. For she said, If I can just touch his robes, I'll be made well. Instantly her flow of blood ceased, and she sensed in her body that she was cured of her affliction. At once Jesus realized in himself that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my robes? His disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing against you, and you say, Who touched me? So he was looking around to see who had done this. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came with fear and trembling, fell before him, and told him the whole truth. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be free from your affliction. And the same in Luke chapter 8, verse 40 to 48. When Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Just then a man named Jairus came. He was a leader of the synagogue. He fell down at Jesus' feet and pleaded with him to come to his house because he had an only daughter about twelve years old and she was at death's door. While he was going, the crowds were nearly crushing him. A woman suffering from bleeding for twelve years, who had spent all she had on doctors yet could not be healed by any, approached from behind and touched the tassel of his robe. Instantly her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowds are hemming you in and pressing against you. Somebody did touch me, said Jesus. I know that power has gone out from me. When the woman saw that she was discovered, she came trembling and fell down before him. In the presence of all the people, she declared the reason she had touched him and how she was instantly cured. Daughter, he said to her, Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And then Matthew 9, verse 23 to 26. When Jesus came to the leader's house, he saw the flute players and the crowd lamenting loudly. Leave, he said, because the girl isn't dead but sleeping. And they started laughing at him. But when the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took hold of her by the hand, and the girl got up. And the news spread throughout that whole area. The same in Mark 5, 35 to 43 While he was still speaking, people came from the synagogue leader's house and said, Your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher any more? But when jesus overheard what was said he told the synagogue leader don't be afraid only believe he did not let anyone accompany him except peter james and john james's brother they came to the leader's house and he saw a commotion people weeping and wailing loudly he went in and said to them why are you making a commotion and weeping the child is not dead but asleep they started laughing at him but he put them all outside he took the child's father mother and those who were with him and entered the place where the child was then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which is translated, Little girl, I said to you, get up. Immediately the girl got up and began to walk. She was twelve years old. At this they were utterly astounded. Then he gave them strict orders that no one should know about this and said that she should be given to something to eat. And in Luke chapter 8, 49 to 56. While he was still speaking, someone came from the synagogue leader's house, saying, Your daughter is dead. Don't bother the teacher any more. When Jesus heard it, he answered him, Don't be afraid. Only believe, and she will be made well. After he came to the house, he let no one enter with him except Peter, John, James, and the child's father and mother. Everyone was crying and mourning for her, but he said, Stop crying, for she is not dead, but asleep. They started laughing at him because they knew she was dead. So he took her by the hand and called out, Child, get up. Her spirit returned and she got up at once. Then he gave orders that she be given something to eat. Her parents were astounded, but he instructed them to tell no one what had happened. And then Matthew chapter 9, verse 27 to 34. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, shouting, Have mercy on us, son of David. David. When he entered the house the blind men approached him and jesus said to them do you believe that i can do this yes lord they answered him then he touched their eyes saying let it be done for you according to your faith and their eyes were opened then jesus warned them sternly be sure that no one finds out but they went out and spread the news about him throughout that whole area just as they were going out a demon possessed man who was unable to speak was brought to him when the demon had been driven out the man spoke and the crowds were amazed saying nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel but the pharisees said he drives out demons by the ruler of the demons and Matthew 13:54 to 58 he went to his hometown and began to teach them in their synagogue so that they were astounded and said how did this wisdom and these miracles come to him isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't this mother? his mother called Mary and his brother James, Joseph, Simon and Judas and his sisters? Aren't they all with us? So where does he get all these things? And they were offended by him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honour except in his hometown and in his household. And he did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. And then Mark chapter 6 verse 1 to 6 to finish today. He went away from there and came to his home town, and his disciples followed him. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astounded. Where did this man get these things, they said? What is this wisdom given to him, and how are these miracles performed by his hands? Isn't this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And aren't his sisters here with us? So they were offended by him. Then Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honour except in his hometown, among his relatives, and in his household. So he was not able to do any miracles there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed him. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Now he was going around the villages in a circuit, teaching. And there we are, day 288. Day 289 and we continue through Gospels through Matthew, Mark and Luke today. Beginning at Matthew chapter 9, and we go from verse 35 to chapter 10, verse 4. Then Jesus went to all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he felt compassion for them, because they were weary and worn out like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Therefore prayed to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Summoning his twelve disciples, he gave them authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to heal every disease and sickness. These are the names of the twelve apostles. First Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew his brother. James, the son of Zebedee, and John his brother. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus. Simon the Zealot and Judas Iscariot who also betrayed him and then Luke chapter nine verse one to two. Summoning the twelve he gave them power and authority over all the demons and power to heal diseases. And then he sent them to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. In Matthew chapter ten verse five to fifteen. Jesus sent out these twelve after giving them instructions and Don't take the road leading to other nations and don't enter any Samaritan town. Instead, go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, announce this. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those with skin diseases, drive out demons. You have received free of charge, give free of charge. Don't take along gold, silver or copper for your money belts. Don't take a travelling bag for the road or an extra shirt, sandals or a walking stick. For the worker is worthy of his food. When you enter any town or village, Find out who is worthy and stay there until you leave. Greet a household when you enter it, and if the household is worthy, let your peace be on it. But if it is unworthy, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, shake the dust off your feet when you leave that house or town. I assure you it will be more tolerable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. Mark 6, verse 7-11 He summoned the twelve and began to send them out in pairs and gave them authority over unclean spirits. He instructed them to take nothing for the road except a walking stick. No bread, no travelling bag, no money in their belts. They were to wear sandals but not put on an extra shirt. Then he said to them, Whenever you enter a house stay there until you leave that place. If any place does not welcome you and the people refuse to listen to you, when you leave there shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. And Luke chapter 9, verse 3 to 5. Take nothing for the road, he told them. No walking stick, no travelling bag, no bread, no money, and don't take an extra shirt. Whatever house you enter, stay there and leave from there. If they do not welcome you when you leave that town, shake off the dust from your feet as a testimony against them. Then we read Matthew chapter 10, verse 16 to chapter 11, verse 1. Look, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore be as shrewd as serpents and as harmless as doves, because people will hand you over to Sanhedrins and flog you in their synagogues. Beware of them. You will even be brought before governors and kings because of me, to bear witness to them unto the nations. But when they hand you over, don't worry about how or what you should speak, for you will be given what to say at that hour, because you are not speaking, but the Spirit of your Father is speaking through you. Brother will betray brother to death and a father his child. Children will even rise up against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of my name. But the one who endures to the end will be delivered. When they persecute you in one town escape to another, for I assure you, you will not have cover the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above his teacher or a slave above his master. It is enough for a disciple to become like his teacher and a slave like his master. If they called the head of the house Beelzebub, how much more the members of his household? Therefore don't be afraid of them, since there is nothing covered that won't be uncovered, and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. What you hear in a whisper, proclaim on the housetops. Don't fear those who kill the body but are not able to kill the soul, Rather, fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Aren't two sparrows sold for a penny, yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's consent? But even the hairs of your head have all been counted. Don't be afraid, therefore, you are worth more than many sparrows. Therefore, everyone who will acknowledge me before men, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before men i will also deny him before my father in heaven don't assume that i came to bring peace on the earth i did not come to bring peace but a sword for i came to turn a man against his father a daughter against her mother a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and a man's enemies will be the members of his household the person who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me The person who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever doesn't take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Anyone finding his life will lose it, and anyone losing his life because of me will find it. The one who welcomes you welcomes me, and the one who welcomes me welcomes him who sent me. Anyone who welcomes a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And anyone who welcomes a righteous person because he's righteous will receive a righteous person's reward. And whoever gives just a cup of cold water to one of these little ones because he is a disciple, I assure you he will never lose his reward. When Jesus had finished giving orders to his twelve disciples, he moved on from there to teach and preach in their towns. In Mark 6, verse 12 to 13, So they went out and preached that people should repent, and they were driving out many demons, anointing many sick people with oil and healing. And Luke chapter 9 verse 6. So they went out and travelled from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing everywhere. And Matthew chapter 14 verse 1 to 12. At that time Herod the Tetrarch heard the report about Jesus. This is John the Baptist, he told his servants. He has been raised from the dead and that is why supernatural powers are at work in him. For Herod had arrested John chained him and put him in prison on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, since John had been telling him, It's not lawful for you to have her. Though he wanted to kill him, he feared the crowd, since they regarded him as a prophet. But when Herod's birthday celebration came, Herodias's daughter danced before them and pleased Herod. So he promised with an oath to give her whatever she might ask. And prompted by her mother, she answered, Give me John the Baptist's head here on a platter. Although the king regretted it, he commanded that it be granted because of his oaths and his guests. So he sent orders and had John beheaded in the prison. His head was brought on a platter and given to the girl who carried it to her mother. Then his disciples came, removed the corpse, buried it and went and reported to Jesus. And the same in Mark chapter 6 verse 14 to 29. King Herod heard of this because Jesus' name had become well known. Some said John the Baptist has been raised from the dead, and that's why supernatural powers are at work in him. But others said he's Elijah. Still others said he's a prophet like one of the prophets. When Herod heard of it, he said, John, the one I beheaded, has been risen. For Herod himself had given orders to arrest John and to chain him in prison on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, whom he had married. John had been telling Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. So Herodias held a grudge against him and wanted to kill him. But she could not, because Herod was in awe of John and was protecting him, knowing he was a righteous and holy man. When Herod heard him, he would be very disturbed, yet would hear him gladly. Now an opportune time came on his birthday when Herod gave a banquet for his nobles, military commanders and leading men of Galilee. When Herodias' own daughter came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. The king said to the girl, ask me whatever you want and I'll give it to you. So he swore oaths to her, whatever you ask me, I will give you up to half my kingdom. Then she went out and said to her mother, what should I ask for? John the Baptist's head, she said. Immediately she hurried to the king and said, I want you to give me John the Baptist's head on a platter right now. Though the king was deeply distressed because of his oaths and the guests, he did not want to refuse her. The king immediately sent for an executioner and commanded him to bring John's head. So he went and beheaded him in prison, brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl. Then the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard about it, they came and removed his corpse and placed it in a tomb. And Luke chapter 9, verse 7 to 9. Herod the Tetrarch heard about everything that was going on. He was perplexed because some said that John had been raised from the dead. Some that Elijah had appeared and others that one of the ancient prophets had risen. I beheaded, John Herod said, but who is this I hear such things about? And he wanted to see him. And there we end, day 289. Day 290 and we continue through the Gospels again, but we're back into John. And so we'll hear a little bit of John today. But we begin at Matthew chapter 14, verse 13 to 21. When Jesus heard about it, he withdrew from there by boat to a remote place to be alone. When the crowds heard this, they followed him and foot from the towns. As he stepped ashore, he saw a huge crowd, felt compassion for them and healed their sick. When evening came, the disciples approached him and said, This place is a wilderness and it is already late. Send the crowds away so they can go into the villages and buy food for themselves. They don't need to go away, Jesus told them. You give them something to eat. "'But we only have five loaves and two fish here,' they said to him. "'Bring them here to me,' he said. "'Then he commanded the crowds to sit down on the grass. "'He took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven he blessed them. "'He broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. "'Everyone ate and was filled. "'Then they picked up twelve baskets full of leftover pieces.' Now those who ate were about 5,000 men besides women and children. And then the same in Mark chapter 6 verse 30 to 44. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all that they had done and taught. He said to them, Come away by yourselves to a remote place and rest a while. For many people were coming and going and they did not even have time to eat. So they went away in the boat by themselves to a remote place But many saw them leaving and recognized them. People ran there by land from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. So as he stepped ashore, he saw a huge crowd and had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Then he began to teach them many things. When it was already late, his disciples approached him and said, This place is a wilderness and it is already late. Send them away so they can go into the surrounding countryside and villages to buy something to eat themselves. You give them something to eat, he responded. They said to him, should we go and buy two hundred denarii worth of bread and give them something to eat? And he asked them, how many loaves do you have? Go, look. When they found out, they said five and two fish. Then he instructed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in ranks of hundreds and fifties. Then he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven he blessed and broke the loaves. He kept giving them to his disciples to set before the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. Everyone ate and was filled. and Then they picked up twelve baskets full of pieces of bread and fish. Now those who ate the loaves were five thousand men in Luke, chapter nine, verse ten to seventeen. When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus all that they had done. He took them along and withdrew privately to a town called Bethsaida. When the crowds found out, they followed him. He welcomed them, spoke to them about the kingdom of God, and cured those who needed healing. Late in the day, the twelve apostles approached him and said to him. Send the crowd away so they can go into the surrounding villages and countryside to find food and lodging, because we are in a deserted place here. You give them something to eat, he told them. We have no more than five loaves and two fish, they said, unless we go and buy food for all these people, for about 5,000 men were there. Then he told his disciples, Have them sit down in groups of about 50 each. They did so and had them all sit down, then he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke them. He kept giving them to the disciples to set before the crowd. Everyone ate and was filled. Then they picked up twelve baskets of leftover pieces. And John chapter 6, verse 1 to 13. After this Jesus crossed the Sea of Galilee, or Tiberias, and a huge crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was performing on the sick. So Jesus went up a mountain and sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, a Jewish festival, was near. Therefore, when Jesus looked up and noticed a huge crowd coming toward him, he asked Philip, Where will we buy bread so these people can eat? He asked this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered, Two hundred denarii worth of bread wouldn't be enough for each of them to have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they for so many? Then Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, so they sat down. The men numbered about five thousand. Then Jesus took the loaves, and after giving thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also with the fish, as much as they wanted. When they were full, he told his disciples, Collect the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. So they collected them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces from the five barley loaves that were left over by those who had eaten. And Matthew chapter 14 verse 22 to 23. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. After dismissing the crowds he went up in the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came he was there alone. And the same in Mark chapter 6, verse 45 to 46. Immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. After he said goodbye to them, he went away to the mountain to pray. And John chapter 6, verse 14 to 15. When the people saw the sign he had done, they said, This really is the prophet who is to come into the world. Therefore, when Jesus knew that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. And Matthew chapter 14, verse 24 to 33. But the boat was already over a mile from land, battered by the waves because the wind was against them. Around three in the morning, he came toward them, walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. Immediately Jesus spoke to them, Have courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter answered him, command me to come to you in the water. Come, he said. And climbing out of the boat, Peter started walking on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand, caught hold of him and said to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat the wind ceased. Then those in the boat worshipped him and said, Truly you are the Son of God. In Mark chapter 6 verse 47 to 52 When evening came the boat was in the middle of the sea and he was alone on the land. He saw them being battered as they rode because the wind was against them. Around three in the morning he came toward them, walking on the sea, and wanted to pass by them. When they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out, for they all saw him and were terrified. Immediately he spoke with them and said, Have courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Then he got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased. They were completely astounded, because they had not understood about the loaves. Instead their hearts were hardened. John 6, verse 16-21 When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat, and started across the sea to Capernaum. Darkness had already set in, but Jesus had not yet come to them. Then a high wind arose, and the sea began to churn. After they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea. He was coming near the boat, and they were afraid. But he said to them, It is I, don't be afraid. Then they were willing to take him on board, and at once the boat was on the shore that they were heading. And Matthew chapter 14, verse 34 to 36. Once they crossed over, they came to land at Genesaret. When the men of that place recognized him, they alerted the whole vicinity and brought to him all who were sick. They were begging him that they might only touch the tassel of his robe, and as many as touched it were made perfectly well. In Mark chapter 6, verse 53 to 56 to finish today. When they had crossed over, they came to land at Gennesaret and beached the boat. As they got out of the boat, people immediately recognised him. They hurried throughout that vicinity and began to carry the sick on stretchers to wherever they heard he was. Wherever he would go, into villages, towns or the country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch the tassel of his robe. And everyone who touched it was made well. And there we end, day 290. Day 291, and we read through Matthew, Mark and John. No look today, but we begin at John chapter 6, verse 22 to 71. The next day the crowd had stayed on the other side of the sea, knew there had only been one boat. They also knew that Jesus had not boarded the boat with his disciples, but his disciples had gone off alone. Some boats from Tiberias came near the place where they ate the bread after the Lord gave thanks. When the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, I assure you, you are looking for me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Don't work for the food that perishes, but for the food that lasts for eternal life which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal of approval on him. What can we do to perform the works of God, they asked. Jesus replied, This is a work of God, that you believe in the one he has sent. What sign then are you going to do, so we may see and believe you, they asked. What are you going to perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, just as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, I assure you, Moses didn't give you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the real bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said, Sir, give us this bread always. I am the bread of life, Jesus told them. No one who comes to me will ever be hungry, and no one who believes in me will ever be thirsty again. But as I told you, you've seen me, and yet you do not believe." Everyone the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose none of those he has given me, but should raise them up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Therefore the Jews started complaining about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They were saying, Isn't this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, Stop complaining among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has listened to and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. I assure you, anyone who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that anyone may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. The bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. At that the Jews argued among themselves, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, I assure you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life in yourselves. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Because my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. The one who eats my flesh and drinks my blood lives in me and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. It is not like the manna your fathers ate and they died. The one who eats this bread will live forever. He said these things while teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. Therefore, when many of his disciples heard this, they said, This teaching is hard. Who can accept it? Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were complaining about this, asked them, Does this offend you? Then what if you were to observe the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? The Spirit is the one who gives life. The flesh doesn't help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. But there are some among you who don't believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning those who would not believe in the one who would betray him. He said, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted to him by the Father. From that moment many of his disciples turned back and no longer accompanied him. Therefore Jesus said to the twelve, You don't want to go away too, do you? Simon Peter answered, Lord, who will we go to? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus replied to them, Didn't I choose you, the twelve? Yet one of you is the devil. He was referring to Judas, Simon Iscariot, son, one of, the, one of the twelve, because he was going to betray him. Then we read Matthew chapter 15, verse 1 to 9. The Pharisees and scribes came from to Jerusalem, from to Jerusalem, from Jerusalem to Jesus and asked, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they don't wash their hands when they eat. He answered them, And why do you break God's commandment because of your tradition? For God said, Honor your father and your mother, and the one who speaks evil of father or mother must be put to death. But you say, Whoever tells his father or mother whatever benefit you might have received from me as a gift committed to the temple, he does not have to honor his father. In this way you have revoked God's word because of your tradition. Hypocrites! Isaiah prophesied correctly about you when he said, These people honour me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They worship me in vain, teaching as doctrines the commands of men. And the same in Mark chapter 7, verse 1 to 13. The Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around him. They observed that some of his disciples were eating their bread with unclean, that is, unwashed hands. For the Pharisees, in fact, all the Jews will not eat unless they wash their hands ritually keeping the tradition of the elders. When they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they have washed. And there are many other customs they have received and keep, like the washing of cups, jugs, copper utensils, and dining couches. Then the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why don't your disciples live according to the tradition of the elders, instead of eating bread with richly unclean hands? He answered them, Isaiah prophesied correctly about you hypocrites, as it is written. These people honour me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They worship me in vain, teaching as doctrines the commands of men. Disregarding the command of God, you keep the tradition of men. He also said to them, You completely invalidate God's command in order to maintain your tradition. For Moses said, Honour your father and your mother, and whoever speaks evil of father or mother must be put to death. But you say, If a man tells his father or mother, Whatever benefit you might have received from me is Corbin, that is a gift committed to the temple. You no longer let him do anything for his father or mother. You revoke God's word by your tradition that you have handed down, and you do many other similar things. And then Matthew chapter 15, verse 10 to 20. Summoning the crowd, he told them, listen and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth this defiles a man. Then the disciples came up and told him, Do you know that the Pharisees took offence when they heard this statement? He replied, Every plant that my heavenly Father didn't plant will be uprooted. Leave them alone, they are blind guides, and if the blind guide, the blind both will fall into a pit. Then Peter replied to him, Explain this parable to us. Are you even you still lacking in understanding? he asked. Don't you realize that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is eliminated? But what comes out of the mouth comes from the heart, and this defiles a man. For from the heart come evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, sexual immoralities, thefts, false testimonies, blasphemies. These are the things that defile a man, but eating with unwashed hands does not defile a man. Then we read Mark chapter 7 verse 14 to 23 the same thing. Summoning the crowd again, he told them, Listen to me, all of you, and understand. Nothing that goes into a person from outside can defile him, but the things that come out of a person are what defile him. If anyone has ears to hear, he should listen. When he went into the house away from the crowd, the disciples asked him about the parable, and he said to them, Are you also as lacking in understanding? Don't you realize that nothing going into a man from the outside can defile him? For it doesn't go into his heart but into the stomach and is eliminated. As a result he made all foods clean. Then he said what comes out of a person that defiles him. For from within out of people's hearts come evil thoughts, sexual immoralities, thefts, murders, adulteries, greed, evil actions, deceit, lewdness, stinginess, blasphemy, pride and foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile a person. And there we end. Day 291 day 292 and we continue through matthew and mark today uh, and a lot of the some of the same stories again in matthew as it and mark uh, and so I'll, I'll probably try and read larger chunks of both to try and stop us jumping back and forwards but we begin at matthew chapter 15 and we'll read from t- verse 21 to 31 when jesus left there he withdrew to the area of tyre and sidon Just then a Canaanite woman from that region came and kept crying out, "'Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David! My daughter is cruelly tormented by a demon!' Yet he did not say a word to her, so his disciples approached him and urged him, "'Send her away, because she cries out after us!' He replied, "'I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel.' But she came, knelt before him, and said, "'Lord, help me!' He answered, "'It isn't right to take the children's bread and throw it to their dogs.' Yes, Lord, she said, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus replied to her, Woman, your faith is great. Let it be done for you as you want. And from that moment her daughter was cured. Moving on from there, Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee. He went up on a mountain and sat there, and large crowds came to him, having with them the lame, the blind, the deformed, those unable to speak, and many others. They put them at his feet and he healed them. So the crowd was amazed when they saw those unable to speak talking, the deformed restored, the lame walking and the blind seeing, and they gave glory to the God of Israel. Then we read Mark chapter 7 verse 24 to chapter 8 verse 10. He got up and departed from there to the region of Tyre and Sidon. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know it, but he could not escape notice. Instead, immediately after hearing about him, a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit came and fell at his feet. Now the woman was Greek, a Sarah Phoenician, which I've edited in because it took me that many times to say it, by birth, and she kept asking him to drive the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, allow the children to be satisfied first because it isn't right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she replied to him, Lord, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he told her, Because of this reply you may go. The demon has gone out of your daughter. When she went back to her home, she found her child lying on the bed, and the demon was gone. Again, leaving the region of Tyre, he went by the of Sidon to the Sea of Galilee through the region of the Decapolis. They brought to him a deaf man who also had a speech difficulty and begged Jesus to lay his hand on him. So he took him away from the crowd privately. After putting his fingers in the man's ears and spitting, he touched his tongue. Then, looking up to heaven, he sighed deeply and said to him, "Fafathatha, that is be opened." Immediately, his ears were open. His speech difficulty was removed, and he began to speak clearly. Then he ordered them to tell no one. But the more he would order them, the more they would proclaim it. They were extremely astonished and said he has done everything well. He even makes deaf people hear and people unable to speak talk. In those days again there was a large crowd and they had nothing to eat. He summoned the disciples and said to them, I have compassion on the crowd because they have already stayed with me three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them home famished they will collapse in the way and some of them have come a long distance. His disciples answered him, Where can anyone get enough bread here in this desolate place to fill these people? How many loaves do you have? he asked them. Seven, they said. Then he commanded the crowd to sit down in the ground. Taking the seven loaves, he gave thanks, broke the loaves, and kept on giving them to his disciples to set before the people. So they served the loaves to the crowd. They also had a few small fish, and when he had blessed them, he said there were to be served as well. They ate and were filled. Then they collected seven large baskets of leftover pieces. About four thousand men were there. He dismissed them and immediately got into the boat with his disciples and went to the district of Dalmanatha. Then we read Matthew chapter 15 verse 32 through to chapter 16 verse 12. Now Jesus summoned his disciples and said, I have compassion on the crowd because they have already stayed with me three days and have nothing to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry, otherwise they might collapse in the way. The disciples said to him, Where could we get enough bread in this desolate place to fill such a crowd? How many loaves do you have? Jesus asked them. Seven, they said, and a few small fish. After commanding the crowd to sit down on the ground, he took the seven loaves and the fish and he gave thanks broke them, and kept on giving them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. They all ate and were filled. Then they collected the leftover pieces, seven large baskets full. Now those who ate were four thousand men, besides women and children. After dismissing the crowds, he got into the boat and went to the region of Magadan. The Pharisees and Sadducees approached, and as a test asked him to show them a sign from heaven. He answered them, When evening comes you say it will be good weather because the sky is red and in the morning today will be stormy because the sky is red and threatening. You know how to read the appearance of the sky but you can't read the signs of the times. An evil and adulterous generation wants a sign but no sign will be given to except the sign of Jonah. Then he left them and went away. The disciples reached the other shore and they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus told them, Watch out and beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And they discussed among themselves, We we didn't bring any bread. Aware of this, Jesus said, You have little faith, Why are you discussing among yourselves that you do not have bread? Don't you understand yet? Don't you remember the five loaves for the five thousand and how many baskets you collected? Or the seven loaves for the four thousand and how many large baskets you collected? Why is it you don't understand that when I told you, Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. It wasn't about bread. Then they understood that, stood that he did not tell them to beware of the yeast and bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then we read Mark chapter 8 verse 11 through to 26. The Pharisees came out and began to argue with him, demanding of him a sign from heaven to test him, but sang deeply in his spirit He said, Why does this generation demand a sign? I assure you no sign will be given to this generation. Then he left them and got on board the boat again and went to the other side. They had forgotten to take bread and had only one loaf with them in the boat. Then he commanded them, Watch out. Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and the yeast of Herod. That's the dog. They were discussing among themselves that they did not have any bread. Aware of this, he said to them, Why are you discussing that you do not have any bread? Do you not understand yet or comprehend? Is your heart hardened? Do you have eyes and not see, and do you have ears and not hear? And do you not remember? When I broke the five loaves for the five thousand, how many baskets full of pieces of bread did you collect? Twelve, they told him. When I broke the seven loaves for the four thousand, how many large baskets full of pieces of bread did you collect? Seven, they said, and he said to them, Don't you understand yet? Then they came to Bethsaida. They brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and brought him out of the village. Spitting on his eyes and laying his hands on him, he asked him, Do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people, they look to me like trees walking. Again, Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes and he saw distinctly. He was cured and could see everything clearly. Then he sent him home saying, don't even go into the village. And then Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 to 20 to finish today. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But you, he asked them, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus responded, Simon, son of Jonah, you are blessed because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you but my Father in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the forces of Hades will not overpower it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth is already bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth is already loosed in heaven. And he gave the disciples orders to tell no one that he was the Messiah. And there we end, day 292. Day 293 and we continue through Matthew, Mark and Luke and we begin at Mark chapter 8 verse 27 to 30. Jesus went out with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi. And on the road he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? They answered him, John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others one of the prophets. But you, he asked them again, who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Messiah. And he strictly warned them to tell no one about him. And this same in Luke chapter 9 verse 18 to 21. While he was praying in private and his disciples were with him, he asked them, Who do the crowds say that I am? They answered, John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others that one of the ancient prophets has come back. But you, he asked them, who do you say that I am? Peter answered, God's Messiah. But he strictly warned and instructed them to tell this to no one. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 21 to 23. From then on, Jesus began to point out to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders, chief priests and scribes, be killed and be raised on the third day. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Oh no, Lord, this will never happen to you. But he turned and told Peter, get behind me, Satan. You're an offense to me because you're not thinking about God's concerns, but man's. And the same in Mark chapter 8, verse 31 to 33. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the scribes, be killed and rise after three days. He was openly talking about this, so Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning around and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, because you're not thinking about God's concerns but man's. And Luke chapter 9, verse 22, saying... The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests and scribes, be killed and be raised the third day. Then Matthew chapter 16 verse 24 to 28. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wants to come with me, he must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life because of me will find it. What will it benefit a man if he gains the whole world yet loses his life? Or what will a man give in exchange for his life? For the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will reward each according to what he has done. I assure you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. And Mark chapter 8 verse 34 to chapter 9 verse 1. Summoning the crowd along with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone wants to be my follower, he must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life because of me and the gospel will save it. For what does it benefit a man to gain the whole world yet lose his life? What can a man give in exchange for his life? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will also be ashamed of him when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Then he said to them, I assure you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God come in power. And Luke chapter 9, verse 23 to 27. Then he said to them, If anyone wants to come with me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, But whoever loses his life because of me will save it. What is a man benefited if he gains the whole world yet loses or forfeits himself? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his glory and that of the Father and the holy angels. I tell you the truth, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God. In Matthew chapter 17 verse 1 to 8. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James and his brother John and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. He was transformed in front of them and his face shone like the sun. Even his clothes became as white as the light. Suddenly Moses and Elijah appeared to them talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it's good for us to be here. If you want, I will make three tabernacles here, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud covered them and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved son, I take delight in him, listen to him. When the disciples heard it, they fell face down and were terrified. Then Jesus came up, touched them and said, Get up, don't be afraid. When they looked up, they saw no one except him, Jesus alone. In Mark chapter 9, verse 2 to 8. After six days Jesus took Peter, James and John and led them up on a high mountain by themselves to be alone. He was transformed in front of them and his clothes became dazzling, extremely white as no launderer on earth could whiten them. Elijah appeared to them with Moses and they were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. Because he did not know what he should say since they were terrified. A cloud appeared overshadowing them, and a voice came from the cloud. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Then suddenly looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus alone. And the same in Luke chapter 9, verse 28 to 36. About eight days after these words, he took along Peter, John and James and went up in the mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly two men were talking with him, Moses and Elijah. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his death, which he was about to accomplish in Jerusalem. Peter and those with him were in a deep sleep, and when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who were standing with him. As the two men were departing from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it's good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Not knowing what he had said, while he was saying this, a cloud appeared and overshadowed them. They became afraid as they entered the cloud. Then a voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son, the chosen one. Listen to him. After the voice had spoken, only Jesus was found. They kept silent and in those days told no one what they had seen. In Matthew chapter 17 verse 9-13 As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them, Don't tell anyone about the vision until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. So the disciples questioned him. Why then did the scribes say that Elijah must come first? Elijah is coming and will restore everything, he replied. But I tell you, Elijah has already come and they didn't recognize him. On the contrary, they did whatever they pleased to him. In the same way, the Son of Man is going to suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood that he spoke to them about John the Baptist. And the same in Mark chapter 9 verse 9 to 13. As they were coming down from the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. They kept this word to themselves, discussing what rising from the dead meant. Then they began to question him. Why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? Elijah does come first and restores everything, he replied. How then is it written about the Son of Man that he must suffer many things and be treated with contempt? But I tell you that Elijah really has come, and they did to him whatever they wanted, just as it is written about him. And then read Matthew chapter 17, verses 14 to 21 to finish today. When they reached the crowd, a man approached and knelt down before him. Lord, he said, have mercy on my son, because he has seizures and suffers severely. He often falls into the fire and often into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't heal him. Jesus replied, You unbelieving and rebellious generation. How long will I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring him here to me. Then Jesus rebuked the demon and came out of him. And from that moment, the boy was healed. Then the disciples approached Jesus privately and said, Why couldn't we drive it out? Because of your little faith, he told them, for I assure you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will tell this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not come out except by prayer and fasting. And there we end, day 293. Day 294, and we continue through Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the three going alongside beside. And side by side, side by side. And we start today at Mark chapter 9, verse 14 to 29. When they came to the disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and scribes disputing with them. All of a sudden, when the whole crowd saw him, they were amazed and ran to greet him. Then he asked them, what are you arguing with them about? Out of the crowd, one man answered him, teacher, I brought my son to you. He has a spirit that makes him unable to speak. Wherever it seizes him, it throws him down and he foams at the mouth, grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to drive it out, but they couldn't. He replied to them, You unbelieving generation, how long will I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring him to me. So they brought him to him. When the spirit saw him, it immediately convulsed the boy. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening to him? Jesus asked his father. From childhood, he said, and many times it has thrown him into fire or water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Then Jesus said to him, If you can, everything is possible to the one who believes. Immediately the the father of the boy cried out, I do believe, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was rapidly coming together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, you mutant deaf, spirit I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Then it came out shrieking and convulsing him violently. The boy became like a corpse so that many said he's dead. But Jesus taking him by the hand raised him and he stood up. After he went into a house, his disciples asked him privately, Why couldn't we drive it out? And he told him, This kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Then we read Luke chapter 9, verse 37 to 45. The next day, when they came down from the mountain, a large crowd met him. Just then, a man from the crowd cried out, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son because he's my only child. Often a spirit seizes him suddenly. He shrieks and it throws him into convulsions until he foams at the mouth, wounding him. It hardly ever leaves him. I begged your disciples to drive it out, but they couldn't. Jesus replied, You unbelieving and rebellious generation. "'How long will I be with you and put up with you? "'Bring bring your son here.' "'As the boy was still approaching, the demon knocked him down "'and threw him into severe convulsions. "'But Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit, cured the boy, "'and gave him back to his father. "'And they were all astonished at the greatness of God. "'While everyone was amazed at all the things he was doing, "'he told his disciples, "'Let these words sink in. "'The Son of Man is about to be betrayed into the hands of men.' But they did not understand this statement. It was concealed from them so that they could not grasp it, and they were afraid to ask him about it. And then Mark chapter 9, verse 30 to 32. Then they left that place and made their way through Galilee, but he did not want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples and telling them, The Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of men. They will kill him, and after he has killed, he will rise three days later. But they did not understand this statement and they were afraid to ask him. Then we read Matthew chapter 17 verses 22 to chapter 18 verse 5. As they were meeting in Galilee, Jesus told them, The Son of Man is about to be betrayed into the hands of men. They will kill him and on the third day he will be raised up. And they were deeply distressed. When they came to Capernaum, those who collected the double drachma tax approached Peter and said, Doesn't your teacher pay the double drachma tax? Yes, he said. When he went into the house, Jesus spoke to him first. What do you think, Simon? Who do earthly kings collect tariffs or taxes from? From their sons or from strangers? From strangers, he said. Then the sons are free, Jesus told him. But so we won't offend them. Go to the sea, cast in a fish hook and catch the first fish that comes up. When you open its mouth, you'll find a coin. Take it and give it to them for me and you. At that time the disciples came to Jesus and said, Who is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then he called a child to him and had him stand among them. I assure you, he said, unless you are converted and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child, this one is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one child like this in my name welcomes me. Then read Mark chapter 9, verse 33 to 37. Then they came to Capernaum. When he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent, because on the way they had been arguing with one another about who was the greatest. Sitting down, he called the twelve and said to them, If anyone wants to be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. And then he took a child, had him stand among them, and taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one little child such as this in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me does not welcome me but him who sent me. And then Luke chapter 9 verse 46 to 48. Then an argument started among them about who would be the greatest of them. But Jesus, knowing the thoughts of their hearts, took a little child and had him stand next to him. He told them, Whoever welcomes this little child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes him who sent me. For whoever is least among you, this one is great. Then we read Matthew chapter 18 verse 6 to 14. But whoever causes the downfall of one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for him if a heavy millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of offences! For offences must come, but woe to that man by whom the offence comes. If your hand or your foot causes your downfall, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life maimed or lame than to have two hands or two feet and be thrown into the eternal fire. And if your eye causes your downfall, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye rather than to have two eyes and be thrown into hellfire. See that you don't look down on one of these little ones, because I tell you that in heaven their angels continually view the face of my Father in heaven. For the Son of Man has come to save the lost. What do you think? If a man has one hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, won't he leave the ninety-nine on the hillside and go and search for the stray? And if he finds it, I assure you, he rejoices over that sheep more than over the ninety-nine that did not go astray. In the same way, it is not the will of your Father in heaven that one of these little ones perish. Then we read Mark chapter 9, verse 38 to 50. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he wasn't following us. Don't stop him, said Jesus, because there is no one who will perform a miracle in my name who can soon afterwards speak evil of me. For whoever is not against us is for us. And whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because of my name, since you belong to the Messiah, I assure you he will never lose his reward. But whoever causes the downfall of one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for him if a heavy millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. And if your hand causes your downfall, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than to have two hands and go to hell the unquenchable fire where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. And if your foot causes your downfall, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than to have two feet and be thrown into hell, the unquenchable fire where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. And if your eye causes your downfall, gouge it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if the salt should lose its flavor, how can you make it salty? Have salt among yourselves and be at peace with one another. And then Luke chapter 9, verse 49 to 50. John responded, Master, we saw someone driving out demons in your name and we tried to stop him because he does not follow us. Don't stop him, Jesus told him, because whoever is not against you is for you. And then we read Matthew chapter 18, verse 15 to 20 to finish today. If your brother sins against you, go and rebuke him in private. If he listens to you, you have won your brother. But if he won't listen, take one or two more with you, so that by the testimony of two or three witnesses, every fact may be established. If he pays no attention to them, tell the church. But if he doesn't pay attention even to the church, let him be like an unbeliever and a tax collector to you. I assure you, whatever you bind on earth is already bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth is already loosed in heaven. Again, I assure you, if two of you on earth agree about any matter that you pray for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there among them. There we end day 294 and week 42.